0: Last week's lesson was to not be like Ray J. This week's has to be to not give up the crowd after performing. So I was out about the town, watching a local band playing at a local spot, and they were amazing. Everybody was bobbing their heads. Everybody was ready and enthralled with what they were doing. They wrap up. The handoff is to a different band. In the handoff, the song that they chose... Nobody knew. Nobody understood why it was the next song played. It was just off an iPod. Didn't inspire the muses. So the conversation grew bigger. During the performance, nobody was talking. Everybody was transfixed on what was occurring on the stage. And then once they put on the iPod and different music was being played, it got loud. And from getting loud, it needed to get back down to a serviceable level so that somebody else could go up there and perform. And up there was a trombone player, a keyboardist, a singer. It didn't look like a matching group. And what happened during the performance was nobody was paying attention to it same way that the previous band had Taking the entire crowd. For the Jazz, they need that second group to keep your attention. This is Round Ball Roundup, UtahJazz.com. JP Chunga, as we're going through Utah's victory against Golden State. But the only thing that you really can take from it, everybody is sticking to, is Jazz's bench needs to improve. Jazz win the game 114 to 106 but that isn't the story it is that bench outscored by the Warriors 52 to 12 a really if you're looking at it from a Golden State perspective a perfect game competitive tough down the stretch opportunity to get minutes for guys in real competitive action against a good team and ultimately you lose you're doing it so that they get good run you're not doing it to a point where you're winning the ballgame. Utah's in a different business of winning games and trying to look beyond just going to the lottery. That bench, as not only were they outscored, starting lineup with Mike Conley is plus 17. The starting lineup with Joe Ingles in there is plus 05. In this one-game sample size, the starters were plus 25. Any other lineup that went in the ballgame was, was minus 17. Got that from the Salt Lake Tribune. It's trouble if everyone's attention is lost immediately after the first group goes. Donovan can carry this team a lot, and he's been asked to do so in his young career. However, staggering him with the bench might be a difficult burden to give to him. Things get easier once Mike Conley's back and you'd slot him back into the starter's and then you've got Joe Ingles, who newly has confidence that scoring responsibility with the second unit. Ingles, with Mike out, had his first 20-point game, had his first 10-assist game during the season. If he can continue that with that group, then the answers start to come. Jeff Green isn't playing well, and as discussed, it may be to do with that Adjustment to a role of playing less minutes than he's ever had to in an entire career is a guy that was used to getting 29-30, and now he's being asked to get 19. Him getting into that role, the shuffling of lineups with Ed Davis in, Ed Davis out, he needs to be a positive for this team to get to that next level. Opinions on Emmanuel Mudiay range... He had a really nice read to go behind the basket and find Boyan Bogdanovich for one of his three assists. He's
1: trying to get his team back in and knows that he's gotta be a score with only five shots taken.
0: Bogey likes that spot. Mark! It. He's living there! Six of ten. Bogie had a phenomenal game and if you're going to play the way that the Warriors do and be very risky defensively, you're going to give up those opportunities. But Emmanuel Moutier found him after going behind the basket. It's a play that earlier this year he might not have made. So long as he understands and keeps to getting it, he can be a real asset on that unit. And I'm, I'm excited to see how he continues to progress with that group. It's been up and down for that bench. They had a good game against Minnesota, a good one against Brooklyn, and then you have this Golden State regression. The consistency will come once Mike is in the lineup and once you can get everybody in their necessary rules. Ingles really takes that up because if he can carry over the confidence of shooting that he's gotten as of late, that makes that group better. Ways for that team to get better? Improvements could be on the way. Maybe not. Maybe so. Unofficial start of the trade deadline occurred on Sunday, December 15th, when the new contracts are all up for grabs and you can now trade those players. Utah has a couple of options that they can go forth with. When you're going through the trade machine and trying to find the right equations to get to where you want to get, who you want on the Jazz, understand some things might not be based in reality and I was watching the Woj Lowe special that they did. When those two get together, you know, it's a big tentpole point of the NBA season, and they got together and they discussed Utah's approach coming up with acquisition season. This is a team that doesn't have a lot of time to waste. I'm surprised they haven't been out there more. Yeah, and I I think Utah comes from
1: that San Antonio school around the trade deadline. Oklahoma City is this way with Sam Presti, you know, Dennis Lindsey, Justin Zanuck, who's learned under them they don't make a lot of calls. They're out there uh, waiting for teams to call them. They're not out there putting their guys out in trade conversations. The reason I give this, especially give this Utah group the benefit of the doubt, I think they have such great leadership there. I think they have the guys to fight through it, stay together, Um, you know Rudy Gobert is still one of the dominant forces in this league and Donovan Mitchell remember last summer he had you know he was in a boot for a lot of it he didn't get to work last summer the way he did this past summer and you've seen him that time with USA basketball and you've seen that explosion and the athleticism and the skill that has you know has people so excited about his future I still think the Jazz are going to be right there in the playoffs as a team you know that's going to be you know they're not They're not better than the two L.A. teams, but I think everybody else in the West um, is going to have a hard time beating them.
0: So don't expect much if you love the transaction. I 100% agree, but the action that they did in the offseason may be enough to keep them into contention, and Woj believes that too. and It's a position that I've held for this entire year, even when you go through that slump of November when the schedule started going up against you, realize schedules and confidence, it's all linked. The schedule can really ding your confidence where Jeff Green's in postgame saying that you're low, and then it can get right back up now when you're playing teams that aren't that good. Atlanta's coming up on Thursday. We'll get into that a little bit more, but that squad has lost 15 of 17 dating back to mid-November. I understand A lot of consternation over the way that the Jazz have started. The fact that they aren't blowing teams out the way that you may have anticipated. But they're not the Atlanta Hawks. Things could be much worse than they are right now. They were 13-13 again last season at this point of the year. And they are clearly improved in that. I anticipate when Mike gets back and he gets into a rhythm after just coming off that injury... Is a guy that was angry that he was sitting. Something that you want to hear from that guy, Mike Conley. I mean, listen to this part in his availability when he was talking to us on Sunday.
1: You know, you, you learn a lot about the team as far as you know our character build up, and you know, different times, different games. Teams make runs, and how we react to it is is been whether we win or lose games, basically. So. Um, how do we get better from those positions and those points in games? And, and I think just being able to sit and watch it and um, you know helps me just know when to speak up, know when to be the, um, a leader at different points of the game and when you kind of feel that, that tide turning and starting to shift and, and trying to stop it right there and, and move forward.
0: That's the fire that you want to hear. A guy who's watching the games, still getting in his inside off the bench in every huddle, wants to talk to these players and get this fixed. You can understand how tough it is for a competitor like himself to watch when you're detached from the team. The start, nearly 14 points, 5 assists average. As he continues to get comfortable, he can return to those fringe all-star ways that he was playing in Memphis. It's a completely new environment, and that new environment takes a little bit of time to get used to, and, and he can get there. There you go. Bench needs to see improvement. When the first band's up, you gotta make sure the second band at least keeps the attention. That next song that you have bridging between the two can't just be a random one. You can't go from listening to Vampire Weekend to listening to The National. Two different moods, two different vibes. Coming up for the Jazz on Tuesday, Orlando for Star Wars Night. Nikola Vucevic is back. He missed 10 games with an ankle injury. In his return, he goes for 20-9. and He is their all-star, the entire focus of their offense. Another one of those good matchups for Rudy Gobert that you'll have to key in on. The stats bear it out. With Vucevic on the floor, Orlando is plus 5 per 100 possessions without him, minus 4.9. They come in dangerous on the second of their four-game road trip over on the West Coast. It's the front end of a back-to-back between Utah and Denver. They already beat the Pelicans on Sunday, 130-119, to 119, in a dominant effort. Eight guys go double figures. Markel Fultz is starting to feel more confident in the way that he plays. He shows that athleticism. He went on a drive to the hole past Jackson Hayes, showed that burst that made him a top pick in the NBA draft. Michael Carter-Williams is on this team contributing. Jonathan Isaac has elite length and had a nice sweet stroke against New Orleans. Aaron Gordon might be somebody that you hear about during the trade deadline. So as it opens up, this Orlando team could be showing talents to others around the league to try and get better. I like the way that they play, and it'll be in fun tests to watch at Vivant Smart Home Arena. Atlanta's on Thursday. They play the Knicks on Tuesday. And if Utah comes out flat like they did against Golden State against Atlanta, they can stick around in a ball game and make it very uncomfortable because of the talent that they have. Trey Young is clearly a budding star in this league. Against the Lakers, who were sleepwalking through that game, I mean, LeBron James was in an entirely different state. Same goes for Danny Green, and they all arrived in Atlanta. They were sleepwalking for the entirety of it. Atlanta can still put pressure on you. Hawks were hurt by John Collins getting suspended for 25 games. Kevin Herter has missed double-digit games as well. Jabari Parker is the man who is in place of Collins in the starting lineup, and he's been a turnstile defensively, but he can still get you buckets on the offensive end. Young, 28-9, and nine, but not an impact defender. He is the second-worst defender in ESPN's defensive reel plus-minus. Got to be careful around that team because they can threaten. This cleaning the glass number stood out for me when I was looking at the Hawks. Fifth in the league in developing shots at the rim. 38.7% of their shots come at the rim. Things went way down for them in that respect last night against L.A. To be expected, because A.D.'s playing at a depoy level. Rudy Gobert should be able to impact the game the exact same way, if not better, and make Atlanta shoot even worse from the rim and divert them from taking those shots. But I I found it interesting how many shots that they were developing at the rim and how they've got guys who can drive to the basket who are good at that. Against L.A., they went 12 of 23 at shots at the cup. They'd gotten 30-some-odd in the game before. A.D. was really denying them from getting those shots up in opportunistic situations. Then the Jazz round out the week. On that road trip after Atlanta, they're taking on the Hornets on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Once again, you catch those games on AT&T Sportsnet. The finish of the road trip comes in Miami on Monday that next week, and then a return home to take on the Blazers. Confidence is key, and getting that against these teams that aren't as good as the Jazz has to be the priority over the next three games. Then we learn a lot in a measuring stick one against Miami on Monday. We'll get you situated and learn more about this jazz team on Friday. Make sure to catch us on Roundball Ball Roundup. We're always online. UtahJazz.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search Round Ball Roundup. Five stars and good reviews. That's all I ask of you. Make sure to let others know that you're listening to the podcast and help them find us. Catch you on Friday. I'm J.P. Chunga. And until next time, bye for now.